the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. I'll continue my visit with Jason Batt of Open Door Financial as we talk about financial matters from a biblical worldview. My thanks to Jason and Open Door Financial for being one of the fine business sponsors of the Plum Line in the San Diego area. Reach out to me to share your thoughts anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Stay tuned. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Bat at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. When it comes to education for your student, Northwest Christian School believes that trusted truth transforms. With that in mind, they developed their fully online Christian school, NCS Online, for your kindergarten through ninth grade student. NCS Online curriculum has been developed in-house by experienced Christian educators and is infused with a biblical worldview. NCS Online provides a rigorous, affordable, customizable online education in an established Christian community and culture. Visit ncsonline.org to learn more or contact their admissions team at 602-978-5134. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I am joined by Jason Batt, founder of Open Door Financial, one of the business sponsors of The Plum Line in San Diego. So thankful to Jason for being a sponsor and making it possible for the show to air on KCBQ in San Diego. And looking forward to continuing our visit here as we started off the first of a two-part series discussing having a kingdom mindset and stewardship and some other aspects related to that from a biblical perspective. And Jason, I kind of want to just review here as we start off in this next edition and go back over what we mean, I guess, by having a kingdom mindset. It comes down to some scripture that we pointed out in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that talks about believers having the mind of Christ. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Jay, and thanks for having me on. Ultimately, the key to a kingdom mindset is, is to have the mind of Christ. And you mentioned the, the First Corinthians reference, it's chapter 2, verse 16b. We have the mind of Christ to be guided by His thoughts and purposes. Ultimately, it comes through a, an experiential relationship with Him. It, it comes from personal devotion time. 
to hear from God for your life, for your business, for your family. It's the idea of being spirit-led. It's the primacy and the centrality of being spirit-led, of operating in concert with the Holy Spirit. And it's this idea of really like going after the thought and the mind and the desires and the heart of God in the things that you're doing. Mm, yeah, exactly. When, when we left off the first broadcast, we were talking a bit about the Open Door Charitable Giving Fund, and really the, the purpose of building up wealth is you know, to care for yourself, certainly in the needs that you may have in retirement years and all that sort of thing, but it's really to bless, to be a blessing to others in particular, and so that's why you've got this Open Door Charitable Giving Fund. But in the course of that discussion, you brought up uh, that success is part of the kingdom mindset. We're not seeking failure, we, we are seeking success, yeah. And but what what do we mean by that success? Yeah, I mean, the, the idea here is God has led someone into a business. God uses business as a mechanism to grow and build and impact his kingdom and, and bless people. He wants businesses to succeed. He wants organizations to succeed, but he wants the business owners and the employees of the business to have a stewardship mindset with the recognition that God is the owner and we're managers. And many times people don't have that mindset. Many times even Christians don't have that mindset. And they, they think it's theirs, right? This is my business. And they have a close-handed approach around their business. And they don't allow God control over the business. They don't pray for the business. They don't pray for, for how to make different business decisions or what clients to take on or what markets to get into. They're operating out of their own flesh. They're operating out of the wisdom of the world versus you know, really trying to bring in what the Spirit is saying to align with the, the great purposes that God might have for that business. If a business owner is willing or an employee is willing to do the, the work in relationship to mine out what those purposes might be. And ultimately, the Bible is not opposed to success or wealth, but it, it goes back to, you know, why do you want it? What's the motivation behind wanting success or wealth? And I came across this definition of success that I, I really like. And it says, to be found faithful with what he's entrusted to you and to be obedient to the assignments he's prepared for you. It's a great definition of success for all Christians. Because typically when we're in business, we think about key performance indicators, we think about profit margins and, and revenues and, and different things like that. And we would try to figure out what those key performance indicators are, what those metrics are. We would compare them to benchmarks or other companies in our, in our industry and say, how am I doing? And then we would say, I'm either failing or I'm succeeding or you know, how do I grade how I'm doing? But what if you applied that definition to your business or your work, to be found faithful with what he's entrusted to you and to be obedient to the assignments he's prepared for you. So it really takes the pressure, the worldly pressure off of, a, of an individual or a business. And it now is using faithfulness as the measuring stick of success. Mm, yeah. Speaking of putting pressure on, though, where the next place we're going to go to is obstacles. So there are <laughs> some pressures, there are some obstacles out there, aren't there? No doubt. Ultimately, you have two primary obstacles. There are more than two, but for today's conversation, I want to focus on the biggest one, which is Satan himself. When a Christian is operating with a kingdom mindset and going after one of those very unique purposes that God has prepared just for you or just for that business, because okay, the Bible says that we are Christ's workmanship, 
Okay, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.10 that, that he has prepared good works in advance for us to walk in. And we are in a spiritual battle. There is a, an enemy, a real enemy named Satan who has minions, who is opposing every movement of God and is opposing every good purpose and kindness of God. So we have a real battle from a spiritual perspective. And of course, we would be wise to heed the Apostle Paul's recommendation to stay prayed up, to stay armored up. So we have put ourselves in a, in a great position to fend off the satanic uh, pressures that are against us. But secondly, a big obstacle is just ourselves. We have things that we're wrestling with that could oppose us operating in the mindset of God or, or oppose us accomplishing the, the purposes that, that God has put in our path. And this could be something that looks like the fear of man. This could be something like the fear of failure. This could be something like self-sabotage. This could be negative self-talk. I started in financial planning in, in 2005. I worked for some of the largest companies in America. I worked for a really large insurance company named MetLife. I worked for Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. And these are these are worldly financial companies. And probably back in like 2017, I want to say, I got, in, I got inspired in, a, in some prayer time to, to rebrand my business and open up a business that like, very kind of prophetic in nature, but open up a business under the banner of the Lord that would build his kingdom and, and help espouse the benefits of biblically wise financial advice and use business as a platform or mechanism to, to build the kingdom and serve businesses and people and help them adopt uh, biblically wise financial advice and the tenets, the wise tenets of faithful stewardship to, to benefit their own families and do money God's way. When God started talking to me about that, I had some negative self-talk. I, I was thinking like, oh, well, maybe my business won't thrive. Maybe I've got all these clients that I picked up before I was marketing as a Christian business. Maybe they're going to leave. You know, my business is going to get hurt. Or, you know, you're just doing this as a marketing gimmick. This, this whole idea is like a giant Jesus fish on your business card. But ultimately, through a lot of prayer, you know, I had 100% conviction. I just knew that I knew that I knew that this is what God had for me. This is, this is what God wanted. This is the, the business that God had raised up for me to run. And at the end of the day, you just you have faith and, and you move forward in that idea. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Satan, is his goal is to keep you from pursuing exactly what God wants you to pursue. You know, as you said, it's not just him, too. Our own fears and things play into that. We can't blame it all on him. But, yeah, there are those obstacles out there. And one question or thing that I was thinking about, those you were sharing that, is how do we know, and it's a, probably a challenging thing to know. I, I know I faced this when I started the plumb line, is how yeah. do you know when it's an obstacle that Satan has put in your path or it's a fear that you have? you know, yourself versus maybe a, a warning or a roadblock that God's putting up to say, you know, don't go that way. How do you know that? Well, phenomenal question. I, I think the first idea there is spending enough time with him, spending enough time in personal prayer time and, and devotion time, spending enough time in the Word of God in the Bible so that you can discern the voice of God when it comes in or decide that, okay, maybe that was my idea or maybe that was from something that was a TV commercial that I heard along the way. But one thing for me, is when it's God, it's just, it's something that just grips my heart, you know, and it's just, it's something that I'm like a dog on a bone. I just, I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> it's like the Bible story where it said, if I didn't say this, the rocks would cry out, <laughs> right? And you, you just kind of know, but is it aligned with biblical wisdom? Is it aligned with scripture? People who know you, who love God, who love you enough to tell you the truth, what do they think about it? Does it stand up to the test of wisdom? I'd say is a, is a pretty good test. And what is your spirit telling you? You know, all of us 
saved by grace through faith, have the Holy Spirit deposited in us, and it's the Holy Spirit that speaks to us. And the more time we spend with Him, the more tuned we're going to come into His voice and, and recognize it when it comes. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. I really appreciate those uh, insights. They're a blessing to me, and I'm sure to the listeners as well. My guest is Jason Batts. Jason, again, is the founder of Open Door Financial in the San Diego area and one of the business sponsors there of uh, the Plum Line. And please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast. And I may have to pass some of those along to Jason if they're related to financial matters or anything like that. But uh, you can email me at this email, the Plum Line Radio at gmail.com plum is p-l-u-m-b the plum line radio at gmail.com stay tuned for more life can be tough and sometimes we all need a helping hand that's where integrity counseling group comes in at integrity we're not just counselors we're your companions on the journey of healing we believe in restoring connections with yourself with your loved ones and with your faith With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Proverbs Payments is a partner with The Plumb Line and helping me to raise the funds necessary for broadcasting this gospel-proclaiming show. Proverbs Payments is a Christian credit card processing company who is kingdom-focused instead of profit-focused. To learn about how they can benefit your business or ministry, visit ProverbsPayments.com. You're tuned in to The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm joined by Jason Batt, the founder of Open Door Financial, as we discuss a kingdom mindset and financial planning, business aspects, and stewardship. Just lots of different things kind of rolled into a discussion here all from a biblical worldview. And we've been talking about some obstacles to those goals and dreams that God puts in your heart. And now we want to kind of continue on this kingdom mindset by talking about having a heart of humility. So it's not just your mind that has to be correct, but the other aspects of you, especially your heart, have to be correct with God too. Your heart, yeah, so important, right? God cares most about your heart. He doesn't care about how much money you've got. Remember, it's, it's not your money anyway. It's his money that he's entrusted to you. And when we say heart, we can also call it your soul. Your soul is defined as your mind, your will, your emotions. And when we talk about a heart, we talk about the very core of a person. When the Bible refers to the heart, the very core of a person. And when it comes to a kingdom mindset, uh, we have the model of humility. It's Jesus himself. and The Bible is just replete with so much scripture that advocates that the godly will have a heart of humility and that those opposed to God will have a heart that's full of pride. And when it comes to having a kingdom mindset, the heart posture of humility and submission and surrendering to God is so critically important. In Daniel 4, uh, there is a story about King Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel 4, verses 19 through 36. I'm not going to read it, but it's a fascinating story of, of humility versus pride. And of course, Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. He was a fantastically powerful king, and he was fantastically prideful. And Daniel was given a vision to interpret a dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had. And ultimately, he was warning King Nebuchadnezzar about his 
pride and said, if you don't get a handle on your pride, King Nebuchadnezzar, here's what's going to happen to you. He told him what God was going to do. Ultimately, he was going to drive King Nebuchadnezzar out of his kingdom. He was going to make him lose his mind. He was going to make him insane. He said that his, his hair was going to grow like the hair of an eagle. And he said his, his nails were going to grow like bird claws and that he was going to be covered by the dew of heaven and that he was going to eat the grass like ox. And this was going to happen to him for seven years until he acknowledged that he was not God and that there was a God and that God was sovereign and that God was a God who decides which men to give the kingdoms of the earth to rule. And 12 months later, after Daniel told King Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation of his dream, Nebuchadnezzar forgot everything. And about 12 months later, he's out on the top of his palace and he said, look at this great Babylon. Look at all of its splendor. Look what I've created. You know, this is my glory, right? And right there, when he took credit for all of that, that God did exactly what he said he was going to do. And he Seven years later, he came back too. Seven years later, he regained his his sanity. And the first thing out of his mouth was praising God, uh, was acknowledging God as the sovereign king and God of the universe who gives the nations of men to anyone who he desires and that God should be praised, right? And Nebuchadnezzar was a, was a king who previously was getting his kingdom to, to set up altars and, and to praise him. He got put in his place, basically. And, you know, there's, as I mentioned, there's so many scriptures. James 4, 6 says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. James 4, 10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You know, there's a lot of them in Proverbs. Proverbs 11, 2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Proverbs 15, 33, wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor. So if we're to have this kingdom mindset, we have to get this part right. We have to have a heart condition of, of humility and surrender and an acknowledgement that God is God and, and we are not. Mm. And we are given all those scriptures for our benefit. And the account of Nebuchadnezzar is there uh, to teach us, for us to realize, as you said, the importance of that heart of humility. And I'm so thankful that God has given us uh, wisdom from his word. Well, the kingdom mindset also includes not just having right mind and right heart and those things, but uh, then putting that into practice and going out and, and serving Jesus. Absolutely. Um, and when we, when we think about sowing a kingdom mindset into a, a business or a, a work environment, or even into on a personal level uh, in a household, right? Like your family, how do you sow a kingdom mindset in your family? Again, our model is Jesus and, and Jesus was the ultimate servant leader. And it is the Lord Jesus that we serve and we serve him by serving people. And in Colossians 3, verse 23, it says, whatever you do, this is the amplified version, whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul, that is, put in your very best effort at something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord, not from men, that you will receive the inheritance, which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, whom you actually serve. Again, that's Colossians 3.23. So it's a big idea, but that is the mindset of the faithful steward. That is the mindset of humility, um, that we're to be others-focused, service-oriented, right? We're not here to be served and, and fed grapes on the couch like some sort of a Roman emperor, but we are to go after and seek the very works that God has given us, that he's prepared in advance for us to walk in to, to endeavor to carry those 
that mission out, the mission that he's given us to endeavor to carry that out faithfully. And it's the people principle, right? We talked in um, last show about the people principle. It's always, it is always going to be dealing with people. The work of God is always going to be in and around people, right? And what this scripture says, and it's, it's a big one, and there's certainly a lot to unpack on this one, but when we serve people well with a heart that is acknowledging that we serve the Lord Jesus by serving people, and we're putting ourselves in, in a kingdom mindset. Now, one thing that it certainly jumps out and says to me, and I've talked about this recently with another guest, is that the Christian should be, uh, should strive to be the very best at whatever job he or she does. So for you, you should be the best financial planner there is. I should be the best radio host that there is, or we should strive for that because that is honoring the Lord, isn't it? I think it is. It's to be the very best that God has designed us to be. So I can't, like the principle of the mean is, has some really important principles, all right? A Camry can't be a Ferrari, but a Camry can be the very best Camry that it can be, and a, and a Ferrari can be the very best Ferrari that it can be. So if you're talking about sports, if you're talking about entertainment, if you're talking about whatever industry, if you're talking about government, wherever you find yourself, right, we're all packaged up and uniquely designed with a certain amount of abilities and talents that are that are given to us by the Lord. And, and God says, if you're a Camry, God doesn't say, you disappoint me if you're not a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. He just says, be the very best Camry you can be because I've designed you to be a Camry. Okay. If you're a, you know, in the NFL, okay, Bill Belichick just retired. And of course he was the head coach of the New England Patriots who coached the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, who's got seven Super Bowl championships. Yeah, I thought we both were in agreement on everything. (laughs) 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 We we won't go there. Just go, keep going. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, you know, maybe someone is going to eclipse Tom Brady. He's got the most Super Bowls by any quarterback in NFL history, but it's going to be hard for anybody to get eight Super Bowls. And so God doesn't look at all the other quarterbacks in the NFL and, and compare them to Tom Brady, okay? He's just saying, like, I packaged you with a unique amount of talent and ability and skill, and I just want you to maximize what I've given you, okay? So me as a financial planner, you as a radio host, you know, He's not comparing you to who's, who's the most famous radio host in all time. He's not, he's not comparing me to the, the most successful financial planner of all time. He's saying in, in your little pocket, Jason, with Open Door Financial, in your pond where I planted you to have an impact, have the most impact that you can possibly have by using the gifts to the utmost of what I've given you. Yeah, exactly. Amen. Well, let's just kind of wrap this up. We only have a couple minutes left here with just what you want the listener to take away from all of this. We've had a great discussion here over a couple of days. And what do you want to send them home with to consider? Or if they're already home, what do you want them to send them away with to remember out of this? Well, I think I've got some guiding questions that people could take and, and consider as a reflection how to have a kingdom mindset in in whatever you do, okay? And we always need to go back to God's heart. So a really good guiding question is just like, what is God's heart for this? And then whatever it may be, you have a meeting coming up. uh, You have a conversation that's got to happen. You have a business deal um, that you're trying to get done. What is God's heart for this meeting? What is God's heart for this business deal? Just ask that question. And and spend some time with the Lord to, to get that answer because you want to align with his heart. You want to align with his thinking. Another great question would be what, what would a great 
Christian business owner do in this situation? If you were, that's a fantastic question in general, in any context. But if you're a business owner, what would a great Christian business owner do in this situation? Or you're, you're a husband or a wife, what would a great husband do in this situation? Or what would a great wife do? Uh, the third question, this will be the last one. What's my motivation here, really? What's my motivation here, dot, 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 really? Because we're masters at deceiving ourselves. Nobody lies to us as much as we do. Nobody lies to me as much as I do. And so it's, it's a good guiding question to just ask myself and sit with myself and say, what's my motivation here, really? Because my, my ultimate motivation is to be found faithful and stewarding the things that he has given me. Because one day, someday, we will be held to an account. Everything that we do here on earth matters, and there are eternal consequences. And everything that we do, everything that we say, every motivation of our heart is going to be one day, someday, viewed in light of faithfulness. And the Bible talks about, particularly the Apostle Paul, uh, talks about eternal rewards a lot. And the things that we do, they're going to matter. Not everybody's experience in heaven is going to be the same. Those who are more faithful are going to be meted out with greater eternal rewards than those who have been unfaithful with what they've been given to steward. So you get saved, okay, by putting your belief in Jesus, but that's just the beginning. From there, you partner with Jesus and you spend time with him to discern those good works that he's prepared in advance for you to walk in. And then you, like a dog on a bone, you just, you grab those things and you go full force and, and approach those things with excellence and always calling down the substance of heaven, calling down the winds of heaven to propel you forward to accomplish the great purposes that, that God has given you in your life. Mm, yeah. Amen. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being with me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Mm, Jason Bat, founder of Open Door Financial. We're talking about the kingdom mindset as we discuss a number of facets of that from a biblical perspective on the plumb line thank you for tuning in i'd love to have you reach out and share your thoughts comments about the broadcast with me you can do that via email the plumb line radio at gmail.com plumb again is p-l-u-m-b the plumb line radio at gmail.com we'll see you next time on the plumb line the plumb line has been sponsored by reasons for hope Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.